So yeah, getting to the actor part, I've seen The Mandalorian and I've noticed that you've come in three episodes. So I wanted to know, how did you get into the Star Wars world and what was your experience like working alongside some of the most exceptional talents like Anthony Daniels, John Favreau, Taika Waititi and Pedro Pascal? I, it, like I said before, it started as something I was just passionate about. Um, and I built a costume. Uh, I built many costumes and then I built a costume that Lucasfilm ultimately um, found value in. And they asked me to come finish building it at Lucasfilm, which is a dream come true, you know, in and wow. of itself. <laughs> While you're building these things, you hope, wouldn't it be great if the, the person I'm paying homage to might... Uh, think this is worthy in, in their production somehow. Anyway, that's that happened, and uh, I was eventually cast as the um, backup to Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Wow. And Yeah, and so this is my, uh, I've done it for 14 years and continue to do so, and that led to uh, the Mandalorian folks knew of my work as C-3PO and they called me in to do a, uh, a uh, test fitting and a screen test for Q90, who is the bounty hunter droid in episode six of Mandalorian, um, which again was a total dream come true, just how you imagine. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you got this call, if you're a Star Wars fan of any kind, uh-huh. um, you know, all the pretending that you have done, you know, as a kid in your cardboard box, the drawings, the buttons, and the <laughs> controls and everything, and you're flying through your cardboard hyperspace, um, and then you're called in to actually fly the Razor Crest through hyperspace, um, you know, that was, that was just an incredible uh, dream come true. But that led to, uh, oh, well, you know, Chris, could you play these? We have a couple other characters we'd like you to play. Uh, one of them being the ferryman, who in episode one is the out on the ice, the guy with the snout and the flute who calls the speeders over. That was actually my very first day of filming was was the ferryman. And uh, again, stepping onto that uh, set in the volume, as, as has been revealed, uh, was just incredible. But it's all make-believe, right? It's all, it's all pretending. And it just, you know... Uh, brings out your your inner child to be able to do all this and and um, and then that one led to working with Doug Chang uh, at Lucasfilm, the creative director, who uh, wanted uh, another droid, and and so that's when we um, brought back the what what original trilogy Star Wars fans might know as the Death Star droid, the R A seven R A seven droid, yeah, yes, right, that he appears in in the cantina shootout um, and uh, delivering, delivering, you know, drinks to tables and stuff. Um, and uh, anyway, that was, that was a lot of fun. So in that, in that week I got to die twice, but uh, yeah, you know, having, you know, having an incredible death is great as an actor. <laughs> um, everybody on the list, you know, John Favreau uh, and Taika Waititi and, um, and Peter Pascal, almost all of them, are exactly like your next door neighbor. Like John Favreau is just like a regular Star Wars fan, you know. Um, Pedro Pascal, it was funny. Uh, he came up to me. I was playing a character, and he said, um, uh, "Have you done this before?" And I, I, of course, I had that for many years. And and he goes, "Wow, that's 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 really good." I'm Pedro, and and I was like. 
I'm like, oh, I didn't even, of course, I know who you are, but you don't know who I am, you know? Anyway, he was just so, you know, just such a normal kind of a person. Um, the only one who would stand out, I would say, is Anthony Daniel, who is a Star Wars legend. He is royalty in the, in the Star Wars cast. Um, and uh, he's, he is uh, very um, protective of his character because, he, you know, he has um, really one character in the Star Wars universe who, who he, he has developed and written for and, you know, created you know, outside of George and Liz Moore, who sculpted C-3PO, um, you know, he's very protective of that character and, and he should be, um, you know, that's, that's his job and his creation. Um, and so he can be very, you know, particular, but just to watch him work, you know, and to be able, you know, I've, I've had such an honor to be able to work with him, uh, close in, in person. And, uh, just to, he can be he can be very f- funny and his particulars can be you know funny to watch. He comes from a different culture, off obviously, in another generation that we are so. I, I think our generations have become so casual, and he's very like like three PO. He's very proper and ha- and has specific uh, protocols to do. And what, yeah, right. Etiquette and protocol. Am I right? And so uh, anyway. Um, he would be, I, I think he'd be the only one, but he was very helpful in explaining how, uh, a droid moves, you know, how all of his pieces are, uh, isolated. They're not connected like a human, you know, would be. And, uh, so he's, he's great. But John, John Favreau, you know, when I was in the cockpit of the, uh, Razor Crest, that sounds cool. Just saying, it. um, but yeah, yes, it does. Uh, when I was in the <laughs> cockpit, he was like, you know, I was, um, I was, um, you don't get a lot of time to rehearse because it's like you have to be in your costume and then be on set and then we're going to be, you know, doing a couple of run throughs. But, um, so I just took every opportunity to practice, you know, so I'm like, um, in the suit as zero in the cockpit, um, I'm flipping all the buttons, you know, they're lighting up whatever inside I'm like exploding with, you know, excitement, but I have to stay professional because we have a job and we're telling a story um you know you don't want to fanboy uh all over the place you know when everybody else is being professional so you do have to be professional and and you know so anyway i'm flipping the switches and moving all the sticks and i'm flying i'm pretending like i'm you know you know you know you know diving and all this stuff and john comes in and goes um so chris since you're a droid, uh, we're just going to have you um, do the little scomp link that pops out of your wrist, and that's how you can pl- control the ship. And I was like, oh, I don't get to do all the switches and the and the, the sticks. <laughs> anyway, um, so I really wanted to do some of the buttons. So Deborah Chow, uh, the director, was like, okay, you can hit some buttons, and and but you got to keep your hand over here the whole time. So my hand is like this, pointed at that. So I'm like, dude, as many switches as I could, just because I was like, I wanted it to, you know, I was just having so much fun. And um, anyway, but yeah, he was totally cool. Uh, Dave Filoni as well, where they're, they're huge Star Wars fans who um, are, are so 
uh, soaked in the mythology of the hero's journey, but especially um, Star Wars. And so they, they might be coming up with ideas while you're sitting there, you know, like, um, uh, I know we have lines in English for this character, but maybe he speaks an alien language, you know, like, maybe that would be more effective, you know? Um, so anyway, um, that was, yeah, everybody was just so like your next door neighbor. I mean, nobody, Gina Carano couldn't be nicer. I mean, she was, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she was this big MMA fighter. Right. Uh, I was just getting crackers and, and, and grapes from the, you know, from the craft table. And I'm, I'm just walking back and, and I see this girl, walk up and she's in her armor and everything. And I, and I was just like, Oh, so, uh, I'm Chris. And she was like, Oh, I'm Gina. And I was like, so what's your role today? And she goes, oh, I'm uh, playing the shock trooper. And I was like, Oh, so maybe she's like a background person or something, you know? I'd, um, and then to find out, so I go back to my, you know, seat, my chair. And then I, I'm texting Gina. Uh, I found out her last name, Karana. I was like, what? This is Gina Carano, famed MMA fighter. And I'm just like, oh, so what's your role today? You know, I felt like such a dope. But uh, she was so sweet. She didn't, she didn't have any air about her. She was so, just like she is in interviews, just to- totally like, <clears throat> you know, just, just like happy to be there and, and no, no, no one of any importance. You know, I mean, she was just so cool. Um, <clears throat> I, I will say another person who stands out, who was not like that is uh, Werner Herzog. Um, and he is just a totally different generation, different uh, master at acting. You know, he's a, he's a director, he's an actor. And so he, you know, we were, we were standing there in a similar situation. I, I immediately recognized who he was and, and I was like, you know, trying to contain myself. And as I'm eating my, stuff and I go and he's standing next to me and, and we were just like watching something being shot and I go <clears throat> I was like man isn't this exciting you know because it was like the first season of this brand new Star Wars show and we were in it you know and and he goes this is serious these act these we are bringing characters to life breathing characters you know who, who tell a story, they live in this universe. And I was like, yep, that's just what I was thinking. I was just gonna say that. Um, but it was like in, in like, you know, one minute, it was a masterclass in acting, you know, cause I was like, I, I, I definitely never want to show my fanboy card again on this set. Cause it was, and it was, it wasn't a big deal. I was just like, you know, wow, isn't this exciting? You know, um, but he, he, it wasn't that he was mean. That's just how he looks, you know, but uh, he, he wasn't being mean to me. He was, he was just, he was being, uh, you know, he was like, he saw me as a young, you know, actor and it was just, wow. I just took that and like, I'm gonna, that has changed my life. Thank you. I didn't say any of that. I was just like, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was, it was a totally awesome experience. Uh, incredible to be with such talented, so many talented people on the show who are, uh, whether they're in set decoration or lighting or directing or other actors or background. I mean, it was just so, such an incredible feeling, um, among, you know, the whole cast and crew that we're really had something that, you know, 
there's a great responsibility uh, for Star Wars fans uh, that we don't screw this up, you know, that we don't do something that's out of character, out of universe um, for, for Star Wars, that it feels familiar, even though it's new, that everything has a familiar feel. And, uh, and that, that was really how we approached it. And um, yeah, it was dream come true <laughs> dream come true i'm sure yeah. <laughs> but yeah. really thank you so much for you know telling us about that and yeah i'm sure that we're waiting for season two and i can't i really can't wait because every Me friday neither. morning when season one came out that was the first thing that i would see and I, then i would start my day off with everything else right <laughs> right well if you've watched the gallery you know the making of the show disney gallery star wars the mandalorian is uh there's a lot of secrets revealed in there stuff that nobody could talk about and so it's a really great eight-part series um, that talks about all of, you know, the technology, the process, and, and uh, the, you know, what was CG, what wasn't, uh, the, the mystery of the volume and everything. It's just an awesome, uh, awesome show so and i really uh, love the fact that you guys actually used epic games like the, the unreal engine to you know create their virtual set and i can't believe that you know games engines are now being used to make film sets and i read the whole thing and i saw the entire video of the breakdown and the fact that you can almost eliminate the use of green screens with that it was a brilliant new innovation that i'm sure that yeah. it will help out a lot more of upcoming films yeah so to close the circle my first job in games was at Epic Games on Gears of War. And then back when we were filming, you know, now I've been in the game industry for 15 years, uh, and now we're filming Mandalorian, and I see my buddy Jeff, who I worked with at Epic Games, and I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, this is all us. And I was like, what's all you? And he's pointing at this big screen, the volume. He's like, this is all Unreal Engine. I was like, whoa, my mind just like, blew up you know it was really it's just you just the stuff that you are passionate about something that you you know really like doing it is you you are going to be successful at it if you uh, because you're passionate about it you may, maybe you're not the best you know uh best in the industry at this thing right now but it doesn't matter you you will be successful because you will be because you're passionate about it it's like it's like in acting there are working actors and there are movie stars right um, both of them make money. Both of them are working, you know, um, but you may not know, you know, people may not know me because I'm just, I'm just the robot that flies the ship. You know, I'm not Brad Pitt, you know, whatever. That's fine. I don't care. I'm, I'm just happy to be involved and to, and to be doing it. Same thing in games. You may not be the Brad Pitt of UX designers, but you could be the zero, you know, yeah. <laughs> you could be, you could, because you are so into it and you're, you're just so um, passionate about it, you will be successful. So I hope that's helpful. Definitely. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Again, The Mandalorian was one of my favorite series and I can't wait for season two. And I'm hoping oh, that you, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know if you were there in season two, I'm hoping that you are. And I can't wait to watch that as well. <laughs> well, you'll have to be, you'll have to stay tuned, Karan. <laughs> um, but uh, it'll, it'll come out in October. You know, uh, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of rumors that come out that, that, that people are reporting as fact and stuff. You really just need to wait to see stuff that's announced on official channels or wait for the show to come out. There will be surprises and, 
you know, you'll find also that some people who talked about stuff like this is total fact. You'll find, oh, that guy really had no idea what he's talking about, you know? So I'm not, I'm not talking about any individual piece of information. Uh, I'm just saying, just, just wait and watch the show and be, you know, be surprised. Don't spoil yourself. Look forward to the unfolding of the story, the way that the storytellers, you know, and, and plans. It'll be much more uh, satisfying. Yeah, I definitely can't wait for it. And. <laughs>